Well, hello everybody. Sorry, a minute late there, had to open up the registration for Stratobash. So if you're watching this, Stratobash is live over on the specd.ca site. So opened up those spots. So I guess Rick will be late getting his because he's coming on live with us. So I'm gonna let him in and we're gonna hopefully not get uh, cut out too much with all the notifications over this live. The interview tonight, good to have him back. He was stuck working the last couple of weeks. There we go. Hey, what's going on, John? Not too much, how's things with you, Tony? Things are good, things are good. Uh, apologies for not being here last week, just some work came up, you know how it works in the real life, we're moved away from drifting sometimes, you gotta do that, fortunately, oh, yeah. but uh, we can do drifting today. That's right, we can uh, chat all about it. We had a great week and out at Stratotech for the uh, open season opener out there. Uh, always having the drift cars, the bikes, everybody out there is a great time. And also we got to see Rick's new uh, car for the 2023 season. Rick's just on there, so I'm going to let him in as well. And hopefully it all works out with the three of us. Uh, all right. Up. It's kind of like a, a bonus episode for the podcast uh, watchers right now, or listeners, I guess. Uh, because not a lot of people will be watching the first 10 minutes of this live, I bet. So if you're listening to this on the replay, uh, let us know how it was. I hope it was great. And I hope you got your strap. All right. Yeah. Hey, sorry, Rick. We kind of scooped you there. Strato Bash tickets went live right now, but... Uh... I guess as a special guest on the on the show tonight, we'll make sure we save you a spot. You were that. I already bought mine. Man, you were quick. So I was great. I like that. Yeah. Impressive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, uh, well, that's Yeah, great. I didn't want I really to miss appreciate out on it. it. Um, no. Awesome to have you on. So let's just jump right into it. I'll let you introduce yourself. I'll let Tony uh, introduce himself again, because I see he just sort of froze out on us. Maybe he jumped out to to uh to buy his ticket i don't know what he's up to um so go ahead rick and just sort of introduce yeah. yourself and maybe the car you drive yeah i'm it's got a one jz bbti um just did a livery up this year competing my first year pro-am i think i competed probably four years ago at one round at one point and uh yeah i've been driving for six years excellent all right, so a little bit about the car. Um, you sort of just came out swinging in uh, Stratobash probably in 2021, and then last year you you're kind of out driving everywhere, and we were all saying, this guy needs a cage, he needs to be in the Pro Series, and I guess uh, enough people telling you the same thing, you decided to, to step up, put a cage in this year, and jump into the Pro with every <laughs> I guess with most of your friends that uh, – You've been helping out for the last couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yes. a, a little bit more in depth into the car. You're, you're, you're running, you know, maybe it's not the 2J that, that a lot of people are used to, but you've had a lot of success. Car seems to make good power, seems fairly reliable from what I remember over, you know, basically you drove probably more than the most did last year. And it was just uh, an absolute ripper all year long. So maybe a little bit about the setup, engine management, run through it sort of front to back. Yeah, so um, starting with the power plant, it's 1JZ VVTi, thought of a JZX 110. Um, 
just, I would just watch all the Abyssia videos, right? That's kind of how I, I started getting into these Jay-Z motors. And, and actually, the car was going to get an LS originally. I had a swap kit and everything. But uh, I thought I needed a street car, so I did the Jay-Z. Um, so ran a stock the first year, stock ECU. Had a little bit of misses during the first, uh, I think you said, 2021 Straddle Bash. So I ran mm -hmm. decently strong. And then uh, over that winter, I went with the Link ECU. Uh, so I got the Fury X in there with the panic wire patch harness. Um, that's been a really good setup. Been nice to data log everything. Been nice to tune it, dial it in. Um, did the, I guess, cooling to coil rad, uh, coil end flow. So we got the, I think it's a dual pass. It cools pretty well. Me and uh, me and Zombie Fab, Cam Davies are still kind of working on the cooling setup. So cool's not too bad. Competition wise, I think it'll be fine. But um, as far as like hot lapping goes, I. It limits me to burning all the tires, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, there, that's up front there. Um, oil coolers, power steering coolers. I kind of – I watch my buddies go through competition. I watch my buddies cook power steering pumps. So, went with power steering cooler right off the hop. And, uh, yeah, the setup stays relatively cool, but I definitely get some cuts because I'm going, I'm going too hard and it's getting too hot. But uh, – that motor's been wicked. Got it out of Airdrie. No complaints. Uh, onto the transmission. It's an AR5 out of Pontiac Solstice. It's like uh, upgraded R154 almost. Okay. So, or, so they say upgraded, but I still blew out the synchronizer hub, and I don't know if it is much stronger. But, uh, yeah, so one with that trans. I have a ACT clutch, um, pressure plate, uh, I think just factory flywheel. But that's been a relatively good setup up until Grassroots 3 last year, where, like I said, I stripped the, the third gear synchronizer hub. So we put in some Toyota parts this year, put in a clutch lay valve. So I'm hoping to keep that setup semi-reliable. Um, before I go to Michigan, BC, though, I want to pick up a, a, a spare clutch as well. Just you never know. You don't want to drive 15 right. hours. And So hoping to pick that up. Um, Excel, drive, Excel driveline drive shaft in the car. Uh, 240 stock diff, welded. Uh, also have a spare one of those and then 350z axles with the bit with the villains uh stubs so that's a good conversion to do especially when you're a little bit lower your angles are a little bit off so right right did did that up and uh yeah i don't know just just, just a lot of i guess a lot a decent amount of thought went into the car when i was building it right it's still pain in the ass to work on it's a jay-z <laughs> in an s13 so it's a tight engine bay um but yeah it kind of made everything i don't know well thought out i never went and i was like oh i'll get back to it later like Everything is, is pretty well mounted. Everything's, you know, it's got grommet where it, grommets where it needs grommets on the wires. It's, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, just thinking it ahead. I, I built, I built the truck back in the day. I kind of learned from that. I learned weak points from that and then just watching all my friends. So. Right. So I guess here, let's just back, back up a little bit. I say you, you picked up a, a transmission out of a Pontiac Solstice and that's sort of an upgrade for the R154, which, you know, I've just skyrocketed in price. Is it yeah. like it's easy to like to mount up, bolt up? What kind of adapter do you need for it? Or is it sort of like uh, just bolts right up and, and is a nice replacement for that for guys that are maybe running an R154 and, you know, can't afford that $5,000 price tag for another one? Right. right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a relatively well-priced transmission. I You can get them new at the time when I bought it like two years ago. I don't think you can get them new now. Mm -hmm. Um, since the R154 parts can go into it, it is a little bit more convenient that way. Um, right. but, 
but I don't know. If, if you're doing competitive driving, I don't know if I'd recommend the transition. I, I don't know if I'll stick with it after this year. I guess time will tell with, uh, with you know, money and, uh, and if it lasts. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, it's R154 bell housing, factory bell housing, factory, uh, no, different clutch splines are made for the AR5. Uh, uses an R154 shifter from drift motion. I put that shifter in, fit right up, put it in the position I needed it to. And uh, drive shaft uh, adapter as well. So I got the slip yoke in my drive shaft, which I always think is a little bit weaker, but it seems fine. I ran it right, in my right. truck for a while and it was making more power, probably more grip. So, yeah. No, that's not too bad. No, it's just always interesting. You know, we talk a lot about some of the weak parts and obviously transmissions are, are one of the weak parts and one that takes the most abuse throughout the drive line. Um, so, and then we, you also talked about you, you added a clutch delay valve. So you drove on that for the first time uh, on Saturday. Did you notice a difference with it? So when I bled it, um, we, we bled it like maybe like on three different occasions. So I was like, this doesn't feel right. Right, right. So, uh, so yeah, we bled it. Um, I was like, Kate, screw it. Like I'll run it the way it is. Maybe it's been a whole season. I kind of forget how it feels. And uh, after the first session, I don't know if air came out of it or what happened, but it felt just like it normally would have. And uh, clutch, clutch jumping all over the place. And I never noticed a difference at all, which kind of makes me hesitant. I almost want to switch to the, the one of the smaller orifices or like a middle orifice because I'm thinking, is this thing even working the way it, uh, it should? Like, is it going to save the drivetrain to its full potential? So, I think it's just that little bit of slip that goes into it. I mean, we, we ran it in one of the cars as well. And sort of we just stuck with the biggest orifice in it and it seemed to work out well. I'm just always curious to to hear a little bit more feedback on that stuff you know chelsea always talks a lot about the uh the clutch delay valves and how much they save you know transmissions and axles and diffs and stuff like that yeah but just sometimes real world application is a bit different i know we we tried them in another car and we just we could never get it to to feel right and we ended up taking it out so you know always curious to see how how it works for for somebody that's doing it um, yeah, and also on that that transmission, I think probably driving the grassroots stuff is just about, about as abusive, especially the way that uh, you're out there ripping as into competition. So yeah, there's there's no real. I guess <laughs> I, I don't know how many people want to hear this, but there's no real divide in between the two for me. I guess I guess preparation and more seriousness in pro am, but which I haven't done yet. So I kind of treat grassroots a similar right. way, right? As as a prep into pro am. So yeah, excellent. Yeah, I like that. I a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and, and I'm pretty much the same. When we're out driving, even on Saturday, we were pushing the car as hard as it would go, and that's just pretty much how I have to drive. You know, my car with it being turbo, there's not really a lot of easy things to do with it. You just foot to the floor as much as you can, and uh, yeah, that's why we're there. We don't get as many laps as we always want to. Yeah, so let's enjoy it when we can. Yeah, exactly. All right. Can we jump in and ask you a little yeah. bit there? So going back to it, obviously, Straddle Bash, super fun event. I mean, if you haven't been, you you need to. There's just no argument about it. But driven by all the fun and madness from it, how useful is an event like Straddle Bash? Like uh, you were saying, you know, you change up some stuff on your car after the first one. How useful is an event like Straddle Bash specifically just to, like, R&D your car? Break it, find something out, and fix it. You know, like a two-day event like that, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's best for R and D if you're traveling. Like 
like I would always, I would try and come as dialed as I could be um, dialed with backup parts. Like I think about going to Penticton and uh, I would always go to Penticton with like a solid recipe. I would try and get as, me as many practices as I could in before Penticton. And uh, yeah, I would dial in that setup. But I would say the Thursday night practices, um, the opening day, like that kind of stuff, that's a good R&D. But as far as straddle bash goes for an R&D and, and breaking stuff and finding your weak points, it's a, it's a, it's a hefty investment to go out and be like, oh, shit, this broke. Yeah. I guess I'll have to fix it overnight or in the parking lot or whatever. Right? See, which is, now which what is I did there. Yeah, right? It's good. Yeah. What I did yeah. there was the reverse journalism thing. I wanted you to say that, like, go test your car Thursday before you bring it for Strato Bash. So hidden pro Not tip hard. there. Yeah, yeah. Long walk for a short drink of water, but exactly. uh, made it happen. Uh, what I did want to ask, though, um, in Strato Bash, what's um, do you prefer that to competition driving? Obviously, you're very successful. Uh, once again, I don't know if we mentioned it. You are our 2022 uh, Bro Am champion, grassroots champion. Pardon me. Um, do you prefer it more to competition driving? Or are you more fun driving? You know, it's a that's kind of a funny question. Like I always thought, no, going into drifting, like it's just gonna be for fun. Like I just I don't want to compete. I have. I have no desire in competing at all for probably the first three or four years. And uh, as I gain more confidence throughout the grassroots riding, or sorry, grassroots driving, um, or not grassroots, uh, fun event driving, I, uh, I then got the confidence going to competition. And so, yeah, that's, I, I, that's a tough one, right? I, I would say the competition aspect's fun because it's organized. It's, it's organized runs, it's organized tandem, um, but the nerves come out, right? Like the hype building up to the competition is not as fun for me just because there is more pressure. Like even leading up, you know, yesterday, today, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, Oh, my way there Friday, I'm going to be, I'm going to be stressing a little bit. And then leading up to the run, I might have a little bit of anxiety. And then, you know, as soon as you do a few runs or you do one run, you kind of get over it and you kind of yep. just forget about it. But uh, yeah, leading up to it, there's a lot more pressure. So I don't know. I prefer both, I guess. There's not really, not really, really uh, uh i preferred fair enough i think you answered it perfectly i think it's uh one feeds the other man you got to have fun to be competitive and you got to be competitive to have fun yeah. so just can we cap it up and just say you're a competitive fun driver for sure yeah for sure <laughs> yeah i think that's, that's a good yeah. way to look at it yeah right i'll throw it back to sean here before we get into the rapid questions yeah no i i also agree with that too i think a lot of the the drivers that are run in the competitive series I think they get a lot out of the, uh, the Strato Bash type events as well, because one, they get to drive together a lot, you know, maybe with just that less pressure. And that's what you'll end up seeing a lot, especially day two at Strato Bash, is a lot of the pro guys are driving together anyway, just to get some extra laps in to just, you know, I don't know whether it's bragging rights for them. But, you know, I, I bring up, you know, Rick, uh, Ryan, and Chris, you guys are always together out there on the track and, uh, seem to be, you know, always trying to get that perfect shot of a great three-car tandem. And we yeah. throw Cole in there, and then, you know, Cole, Cole does cool things where, you yeah. know, then, it, then it's dense indoors and uh, <laughs> body, body work, right? Which is, which is part of it. Yeah. But I, I, I guess I really like both, both aspects as well. You know, I miss probably competition driving the most because – I really want to be out there driving with uh, a lot of the, the pro guys in our series now just to kind of, you know, get back into that and the nice close tandems and stuff. But then, you know, the grassroots style stuff and the bashes 
also, you know, fulfill that if you can do the proper lineup, you know, where you, you yeah. plan to go out with your friends because it's the same thing. Strato is a big track, you know, and you look at Strato Bash and we'll probably talk a little bit more about that later on, but you know, it takes so much out of the car, takes so much out of the driver. By the time you're, you've done two full heater laps, it's time to go in, take a break, let the car cool down, you know, and get a little bit of a break for yourself. So if you're out there trying to, to catch one of your buddies and he's on his out lap and you're on your in lap, it always makes it tough to, to line up for it. And that's where, you know, the competition, we're, we're really looking forward to this, this one on Friday where, you know, we're going to throw you into the pro side of the bracket anyway, Rick, because, you know, yeah. you already already signed up. And I think <laughs> that's going to be fun to get some really good tandem practice in, especially going into into our round one, June 10th out at Stratotech. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, now, talking a little bit about the competition side of it, uh, you know, you went with the cage, you got some good partners on side. Talk a little bit about about, you know, a relationship that you've had, you've had the same, you know, RA Motorsports has been with you now. I think this is going on two years, I know. Two years, maybe. Two years, yeah. Right. And it seems to be, you know, they're a good partner to you. A little bit about the shop, maybe, you know, how that partnership developed and what they're bringing to your program going into the pro side. Yeah. So, uh, well, Matt of RA Motorsports, him and I kind of go way back. He, uh, I was into JDM cars like everybody was, and I got my Subaru imported through him. And he uh, helped me out through the process there. I worked for him for a little bit. Um, then I switched roles and uh, still, you know, was connected with him. And he came out to a drift event in, I guess, 2021. And uh, he was like, hey, man, like we can, uh, I think we can, we can help each other out here. So went in there and had a bit of a meeting with him. And uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's helping me out. He's doing my tire changes. He's bringing in my safety equipment. Um, storing my tires, storing my car over winter. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Just, just helping me out in general, even with the tow rig, you know, he can source parts. He, he can do custom metal working, right? Like he, uh, he built up a passenger seat bracket in a day when I needed it, um, for the opening day, uh, last Saturday. So that was wicked. Um, and then he, he's just in general, he's into cars as well. So, so he's a good, he's a good person to kind of, Hey, what do you think of this? Hey, what do you think of that? Right. Bounce ideas off of. And, uh, yeah, and, and he, he brings along um, the Flying Penguin. He's a, he's a media guy, so he's going to be doing my media this year, which I'm very excited for. Take some sick photos. And, uh, yeah, and uh, they're all coming down to Mission this year as well. They already booked their Airbnb. So it'll be, it'll be pretty nice to have uh, a team, I think. Um, I, I watched, you know, Ryan and Chris, and I pitted for those guys in Mission. And I know how much of a job it is, so to have them on board, it's, it's pretty big for uh, – for my program um yeah they're, they're, they've been a huge help all around yeah i really i really think that is a big part of it especially for when you say like the team aspect of it um you know we we're i was chatting with uh, tony a little bit earlier like chris morris was back out helping on on saturday and chris always helped me kind of in in the pits and he's always been a big help because you can just stay in the car he sprays it down make sure your temps are nice and cool checks tires tire pressure, fuel, whatever it is. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a big asset to you if they're out of the track and you can just sort of stay in the car, don't get out. And I think that's probably the biggest thing to not change the rhythm you're in 
It's just to be in that car, run after run after run, and let them worry about, you know, the tire changes, the fuel, spraying the car into cooler, stuff like that. That's a, that's a huge part of it. And I think that's always been where we see guys that have a little bit more uh, success on it that, uh, you know, they just can't. We're reading the comments, yeah. right? I'm yep. looking for this. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Rick, Thank you. I'm looking for the Slick Rick Racing comment to show up here because I'm not sure <laughs> if that's actually what we're calling you. Yeah. That's what Tony I mean, announced you all. I, 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 I really <laughs> wanted to cling on to that name and everything else. But, uh, like, man, after I designed the livery and, you know, got the livery printed and applied and then went in to look at, like, logos, I was like, oh, my God. Like, this this spring, this season, this buildup into the season has been so expensive already that I'm kind of like – I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step back from the the design deliveries and uh, yeah if if I'm known as Slicker Racing by by word of mouth that's cool but uh, maybe next year we'll have logos. No, I know a guy who can make it happen for you. No worries, man. <laughs> All right, <laughs> pretty sure that's sticking anyway. It sort of was coined over the weekend, so I think that's how we're yeah. just gonna announce you for the rest of the year. That's cool. Slick that's cool. Slick Racing team, you know. All yeah. right, hey, so the livery looks great. I mean. I was looking around. I don't see a – they couldn't find a picture to throw it up on here, but I will after we uh, publish this out onto, you know, the main main page there. Um, a little bit about the livery, a little bit about what maybe inspired it. I'll let you go. Yeah, so I don't I don't necessarily know if I have a lot of inspiration, like, like the guy who was designing my livery. I got a hold of him, and he's like, well, what kind of style do you want? I'm like, dude, I, I don't know. I want something with kind of, like, I guess call it flames in, in on the car or like, you know, I sent him a few examples and I was like, Hey, can we kind of match the blue, but still street car. And now my roof is holographic. So kind of match that. And so he did one design, he did a second design. And uh, meanwhile, Olaf and I were going back and forth. He's a call my design guy. Um, so we're going back and forth with these liveries and uh, we sent him kind of just a rough drawing of just a bunch of lines and he killed it on the third try. Um, then we worked on some sponsor placement and uh yeah he he just knocked out of the park he i don't know he he got something out of nothing for me really because yeah unfortunately i didn't have a lot of uh inspiration for him just some examples and then this is what i'm i'm hoping it'll look like so right was, he's uh, a designer out of vegas right yeah T trpl style out of vegas right he did delivery yeah yeah he killed it he, he worked with me the whole entire way great communication yeah, did an awesome job. Awesome. No, it looks really good. I think it's going to – just has a clean look and just pops on track. So, you know, yeah, anything you. bright always looks good. And, uh, you know, keep it out of the walls on Friday. You know, yeah, just in I the know. Power Rally. I know. I'm sure Ryan has told you some of the stories of the wall there. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've, all, we've, all, we've all seen it. Um, Tony, why don't you jump in, do your rapid-fire questions, and we'll go from there. <laughs> All right, buddy. So you've watched the show before. You know the deal here. We're just going to ask you to clear your mind, uh, answer these questions honestly, and as fast as you can. Don't think about it. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. <laughs> right on, man. Uh, most expensive part on your car? Uh, Jay-Z. Most expensive part broken on your car? Transmission. Nice, nice. Uh, dream car, dream motor setup? Uh, dream. Dream car, dream street car is at 06, which is an LS, unfortunately for everybody, but 
that's my dream. Dream yeah, car, we, and I guess more to get car. You're apologetic. We we appreciate that around these parts. <laughs> um, dream battle, dream drift battle. You can battle anybody. Uh, anybody in spec D or anybody? Anybody in the world. Wow, my skill level isn't really up, so I kind of got to pick somebody who's you know on my level. Um, Said it. I, I was like going up against Pat. Pat yep. and I have a good time. Pat, Pat and I, yeah, we have good battles, and he's just a ball of driver. So yeah, I like going up against Pat. Awesome, awesome. One day it'd be fun to get him on these interview things, but I, I, it's not for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shiro driver, someone you looked up to in the world, and then someone you look up to locally. Yeah, so I was thinking about this on the way home, and I actually came across an old Curtis Goat video. Um, he was huge. His cars were so stylish. They were so loud. They were so rowdy. Smoke billowing on nice. the windows. Um, so, yeah, just seeing him in Penticton, Stratotech, um, you know, Drift West, everything else, Spec D. It's, he, he's, a really, he's a really cool driver, and, yeah, he was a big inspiration to me getting into the scene. And, and yeah, so him as a local guy. And then I, I, I was asked this, in, I was asked this uh, with Electric Media probably like last week when I was doing my interview. And I think favorite driver, um, I couldn't think of it off the top of my head, but now I'm thinking about it. I mean, James Dean is wicked, man. James Dean, you know, modest guy, wicked driver, um, consistent driver, super fun to watch. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's definitely up there. Mm -hmm. Right on. Right on. So you've been involved in a few battles. Maybe you don't have a full answer for it yet, but um, easiest battle you've been in. I, I have a good answer for this, too. This is uh, like a repeat of last week. Um, Jared Kruger. <laughs> oh, not, not, you, you, you know, nice. you know, not because, not because his car is slow or whatever, but because he ran just a consistent line that everybody was used to, right? Like he ran a line I would run. He didn't drift some of it, but the parts he did drift were, were right where I was going to put my car anyways. So yeah, easiest battle there because he was the most consistent guy on course and, and yeah, I can drive. Did Sean design that one to throw shade, but I think that's a really respectful <laughs> answer. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it kind of goes with the pump Jaren's tires a little bit, man. That's a guy with like 150 horsepower K where his car happened to be the same place where your Jay-Z car is. And like, I think that's pretty sick and deserves a note there. Oh, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was sick. And we got the last two here. Bucket list event and bucket list track. Can you drive any event at any track in the world? Um, man, I, I would really like to go to Abyssu. Um, yep. I, I just, I think the Matt series would be so cool looking out there. Um. But locally, um, within, you know, my kind of area would be Spokane again. I went to Spokane once. I was in my SR car, first event of the season. And I think now I could really, uh, I could really drift that track to its full potential. So that's kind of a dream track, um, a realistic dream track of mine, I guess. No, go back and check it out, see what they can do with the Jay-Z now. Man, I wish. I wish. I don't think they're opening and get to Drifters, but maybe one day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you get that right. some these drift jobs. <laughs> all right, so tell us a little bit about the first Spokane trip that you did there, because you guys all went. I believe you guys went. It was you, Chris Pollard, um, Ryan, and uh, Jason Delahaye. Am I correct? No, so that that was oh. so. You're switching me with Cole. So Cole Cole went up with all those guys. Okay. And uh, the next year, they were hyping up the event so much. And I was like, hey, shit, maybe I can make it. Maybe I can make it. And right. last minute, decided to make it. Put the car on the trailer. Um, Ryan didn't drive that event. Chris Polar did. Uh, Brayman Lonaway did. And um, Green Drift Amigos guy, Cody? Cody Hurry. Cody Hurry. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we were all down there and, uh, yeah, we, I got off, I got off work at noon. Ryan got off work at five. So we left Edmonton at five o'clock, got to Cranbrook at like 2 AM, got up at six, got across the border, drifted Saturday, slept in the cab of my truck, drifted Sunday till I think three o'clock, made it back home, um, by like two o'clock in the morning or something. It was Spokane in a weekend, which is insane, but it was, it was worth it. And you know what? I'll always look back at those trips and yeah, it was sick. The car ran well. I overgripped it. Um, and yeah, just still a rookie guy at that point. Still, I'm a rookie guy, but uh, yeah, I could go back there and, and rip it up, I think. But so I hadn't heard that Spokane sort of no more drifting out there. Yeah, they sold the track and they were going to like, I don't know if they're going to expand the casino or the airport out there, but there's no more drifting. And then it got bought by some other people and now they're doing drag racing and I think like open tracking out there. So um, maybe one maybe, day, maybe one day maybe, the drift will be allowed day. back. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Maybe one day when, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, whenever, right. I guess so. Um... <laughs> All right. Any more questions there, Tony? You got her. Uh, yeah, no, I had a few for him. Uh, All right. So you kind of talked uh, about, you know, deciding to not go the LS route. Um, do you, you still stick with that decision? Is that the, the right one? Mm. That's a big one out of the gate. I'm sorry. <laughs> if, the, if the Jay-Z blew up, I would say no. Yeah. Uh, LS would have been a better decision. But so far, the Jay-Z has been a better decision. It's just a, it's just a really fun motor. Um, the turbo is fun. It sounds good. Um, just the cool factor of it is I, I don't think it would be the same if I had an LS. I think I guess I would turn more into an LS boy and I would straight pipe it and you know be really loud. But uh, yeah, no, the the Jay Z, I I don't regret it. I don't regret it. I picked it up for a good deal. Um, yeah, I don't regret it. If, if I was to build another S13 though, I would keep the motor, but I would probably go LS. Yeah. yeah. And you would uh, if you could build another drift car, you would build another S13. Only because I have another show. Sick. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You can sell that shell and buy just about any other chassis. You any part you want, really. Right, right, right. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I have all the parts now, right? So I like it. I like it. Guys are ordering <laughs> stuff, eh? So we all know where, where these spare shells are. And that's what I always find interesting. Everyone's like, oh, I have a spare shell. And it's like, you're hiding it where? Because... <laughs> They're so hard to find, and everyone's always looking for one. So, good. You just yeah. got it hidden away, and for uh, saving it for a rainy day. Yeah, I don't. Think, I don't up. think it's worth. I don't think it's worth selling. You know, like even if you, a guy got three grand for it, it's not really worth selling if something was to happen to this chassis. So, exactly. I mean, it makes sense. They'd have his full spare car. He's got the whole spare parts list to go with, right? <laughs> yeah. Just makes sense. Did you base? <laughs> Yes, everyone, everyone reminds me I did the same thing with RX-7s, yes. Yeah, yes. we're really cool. Supra's 3-Bay. <laughs> I know my, one of my memories popped up today on it. I'll probably share it. And it's the whole uh, period of one car that I had all the way from this first uh, race livery all the way to the dumpster after Atlanta with, <laughs> with John Bernstein. So. Uh, both. This, you know, it's it's a running joke, kind of on the podcast or the show. We always find at least twenty seconds to just poke fun at John Burns. Said, I like it that it's an ongoing thing. He probably doesn't, but uh, yeah. um, one of the things, kind of a Strato Bash now related question, Rick. Um, I would say, as just driven on track with you and had just a blast chasing you, I think that uh, it's worth the price of admission just to come drive with drivers such as yourself. 
Um, what is your biggest takeaway from Strato Bash 3? I think we watched you go from, you know, you're already shredding. Strato Bash 3, you had it all, man. You had, you know, a bit of a bumping off your car. You had just, like, I think some of the sickest lead runs out there the whole weekend. And if anything, I would probably award you the win uh, for Strato Bash if you could win such a thing. Um, but you're definitely my driver of the day uh, for that weekend. But uh, what's your takeaway from just how rowdy that event was for you? Well, yeah, thank you very much. Um, I was going into that event on such a high from grassroots too, right? I, I almost won, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. But I still gained a lot of confidence from that. that so I was going on Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was going. I was going. <laughs> I was going on Saturday morning and uh, Eddie's S is uphill. I'm like, man, we never get to run this setup. Like, I am so stoked for it. And so, like, kind of easing into it, easing into it, and get right on Ryan's door. Boom. Smoke my door. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the biggest takeaway, I guess, is I might not drive in the morning Saturday. <laughs> I, I, might, uh, I might hold out until later in the day and, uh, you know, have a little bit of fun later afternoon, evening. Not totally burn myself out because it is a lot of driving and it's smoking hot and um, like you get exhausted driving in the heat. About six o'clock, I had I think I had Tristan behind me and I was like, oh, right on. Tristan and I finally get a run, but I'm like, man, I'm I don't know if I'm in the right headspace right now. So <laughs> leave the run and just spin out on a transition. I'm like, I think I need to get off track. Like I I'm I'm probably capped for tonight. So yeah, just pace yourself at those drift events. <laughs> Definitely. It's kind of like a drifting endurance race. It's our, it's our version of that yes. <laughs> kind of deal. Um, yes. But yeah, no, I, I think that's a really good tip. We should definitely make a note to do like a Strato Bash survival podcast, maybe like the week leading to it. Uh, I think the week before, I think we all need the week to stress out, get ready and just be ready to go die in the sun for two days. Um, okay. But uh, no, that's a good tip, man. Cause that Saturday night session though. I think that was probably my favorite session of the whole weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, with the sun setting, the smoke just hanging low. That got gnarly quick, man. Like, my car is usually pretty good on tires. I was done a set in seven laps, and I think you were leading for three of them. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, that, that was really fun, and that's why I do want to pace myself, because I want to save myself for, you know, later on in the night when not a lot of people are driving. Yeah, we can get out there. All right, so a lot of people always, you know, if the first year probably we got a little bit of criticism that there wasn't going to be enough driving with the number of drivers we had out there as a driver you've driven a couple of them anyway oh. how how did you find it worked with the number of drivers we had and uh did you get enough seat time i definitely got enough seat time um the number of drivers on sunday i remember just calling it i was like all right the car is the car is seen enough i'm gonna get off track um so we're watching everybody out on sunday uh, later in the day and i think at that point it was it was probably too many drivers throughout saturday and throughout sunday morning early afternoon it was good but late sunday when everybody went to go give it one last hurrah that's when it became too many and, and guys were just it was like, I don't know, like, what, what was it? Probably like 40 plus cars all lined up ready to just go at the same time. And I'm like, I'm happy I'm watching from the sidelines right now. That's right. I don't really want to repair my car any more than it already needs to be repaired. Right. And, and, the, and, this, and the theory holds true. That last run, when you go just one more, I'm just going to take that last run. All the bad stuff happens on that. Yeah. We, had, we had a fair amount of carnage at the end of the day on Sunday. But hey. Good news is, right, uh, unofficially, we're hoping to, uh, you know, throw a little bit of Friday jam session in there. 
just to get sick. the neighbors warmed up, ready for the weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they, we started off the season great. We'll talk a little bit about the, the season opener out at Mission. You know, immediately, uh, you know, there was a little bit of, you know, neighbor complaints that we're trying to be good neighbors out there, but they don't think we are. And uh, upset that they could hear us from all over the place. So, you know, I think Friday of the uh, Strato Bash, we might just have to do a little jam session with some of the uh, the top level guys and uh, just get the community ready for a full weekend of havoc out there. Yeah, right. That'd be cool. Maybe maybe we'll let everybody shake off that uh, the Saturday morning stuff on Friday night, and uh, then Saturday <laughs> will be a little bit um, a little bit easier. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the season opener that we just had. Um, always great to drive with a bunch of different people that use the track. We had bikes out there, uh, road race cars, uh, just time attack stuff. And then, of course, the drifting. Uh, what did you think of it as a driver coming up to that event and sort of sharing the track with multiple uh, race disciplines? Um, the time in between was nice. Um, the price was also nice. Um, and my buddy was go-karting, so it was cool to hang out with him at the same time. I think it's a good showcase for people around to see what Straddle's all about. Um, just all the communities coming together. It's a good introduction to the mm -hmm. season. And, and so they know what to attend, right? If they're fond of one thing more than the other. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's fun. I think it also brings a lot of people into drifting as well, right? Like the cross rocket guys, the go-kart guys, they get to see what drifting's all about. Um, maybe people that are out there, right? Um, so, yeah, I think it's, I think it's good. That was my second one. And it was just a good shakedown too, just to go out there. And I wasn't, I wasn't pressed. I was like, oh, if I miss a session, I miss a session. I, I think right. I missed three at the end of the day there. But yeah, I, I felt like I had enough driving and, and uh, yeah, I had a good time. So I, I, I don't know, the opening day was good. Yeah, I, I really enjoy the, uh, the opening track sessions, especially get out on a track where a guy can really, you know, open up the car, really test it, push it. It's a little bit better than just the, uh, the shakedowns on the pad. And I guess, uh, again, you know, Friday, we got another one. It's going to shake you into competition, give you yeah. a little, get the jitters out so that you're ready to just take it for, uh, the June 10th. Um, I guess what's your goal for, for this year in the competition side of it? Like, where do you think you, you want to be? What will you be satisfied with when you finish off round three? I don't really, I don't really have expect, I guess I have expectations for myself. Um, nothing that I've really thought about or written down. Um, but I feel, I feel very confident going into the season, um, mm -hmm. coming off, coming off, you know, grassroots one, two and three, one being not so confident and then two, you know, just, just basically a stupid error taking me away from first place. And then again, like a mechanical grassroots three. So yeah, I feel pretty confident going into the season. Um, the first one, I guess, geez, I don't know. That's, that's tough. I, I guess it would be what, what satisfaction if I, if I have a stupid error, I'm not going to be satisfied. Right. That's, that's not going to be, that's not going to meet my expectation, but you know, if I get fairly put out and I get fairly beaten in the battle, then, then so be it. That's I'm in the position I'm in because the skill level, but uh, yeah, if I have a stupid error, I'm, I won't be happy with it. Um, going into mission, I'd, I'd really like to make it into top eight there. Um, I think I could, so long as the car works well, so long as the gearing works well, it's a bit of a send, not knowing, but, uh, talking to some people, I think their gear will do just fine out there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, finishing off round three, round three, that's at Rad Torque, right? 
Yeah, and we're going to be running the big bank and then the small bank. So we might even practice that a little bit on Friday. If we got time before uh, everybody shows up at four, we'll try to send a few cars out and just sort of, you know, shake it down a little bit, make sure everybody can do the line and play with it a little bit, right? So Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I would really like to be top 10, I guess. I don't know. That would be, that would be a heavy goal. I'd be extremely excited if I was top 10. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I feel pretty confident going into the season. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to sound cocky or anything, but I feel pretty confident with the car and, and just with the amount of driving I've done June 10th, like th this or not June 10th, uh, this, this Friday coming up, I was like, ah, oh, I don't know if I'm going to run it. I don't know. Like, car's looking so good i haven't got good photos yet of it and uh, i'm like no i have to it's it's a good introduction into competition it'll get me used to the nerves a little bit and mm -hmm. i've been saying it for a while walls are exciting yes they're scary but uh, that's one thing that uh, i don't want to say straddle lax but straddle lax is just walls or something of higher consequences like a barrier with pool noodles <laughs> don't get done any good ideas man was yeah. ties last year i'm sure he's got something diabolical yeah planned. yeah i don't want to destroy it by any means but just you know something you can hear your exhaust pound up against when you're when you're a few inches away it would be would be pretty exciting that's that's what makes mission excite so exciting for me is the walls the trees the echo of the cars oh uh, and obviously yeah. the mountains yeah no 100 percent. i enjoy that and, and especially like you'll you'll notice it on friday so anybody who's watching or, or listening to this, uh, make sure you come out to Rad Torque on Friday. Just a nice Friday night uh, kickoff for the long weekend. Food trucks out there, great driving. Um, whatever we got time for, it's just it's really laid back competition style. So we're not going to throw people into qualifying. We got the bracket built already. And uh, it's just going to be a, a good time to see it. And definitely you hear that echo as you pound down between the concrete walls going into turn one um it's just ah, it's well we love drifting we love it for the sound the uh sight and the smoke and i mean the best pictures that you're going to get is with the car sideways and uh chris pollard or ryan right on your door yeah 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 <laughs> yeah i guess that's what's so exciting about drifting for me too is it's like the, it's just the most extreme sport your car is just like my dad always says like man i don't know how these cars like sustain maximum rpm bouncing off the red line all the time it's like that's why it's such a cool sport is where you're just like, these cars are getting rung right out and every single component is two of the car getting used yeah. to its maximum potential. So yeah, that's, that's cool. That's a cool thing about drifting for me. Well, I will hold that to you as you're laying underneath the car at one of the events, uh, cursing <sighs> at it for some broken thing. I'll I'll remind, on, I'm knocking on wood. <laughs> I'll remind you of this. Well, you have a team, so you'll just be pointing at them in your nice white race suit. Telling right. them to fix that. Right. <laughs> you have five right, minutes. Right, right. Yeah. No, um, no, it is. It's it's really good to see, and I think that uh, you know, mission always brings out the most camaraderie. I think of of any of the events, just because we're all so far away from home, so everybody sort of helps each other out, and it's it's been a been always a good event. So we're looking forward to that as well. Anyway, we'll let you go. Anything you want to say? Anybody you want to thank? I'll let you wrap it up, and I'll let you get back to your your, your Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, I got to prep the car for Friday. That's right. These things are like a full time job. It's it's, it's not an e it's not an easy sport. You don't watch the second time today. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's got to look clean, man. Come on. Just at least wash it once, Jesse. We're we're looking at you, Jesse. Jesus, man. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, uh, shout out to, you know, all the media. Everybody's always capturing good photos of my car. Just everybody that's out there on track, busting it out in the heat and taking photos and, and putting them online. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to the event workers, Sean, everybody who's putting on these wicked events and uh, making drifting happen in Alberta and BC. It's 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 pretty awesome. Um, definitely my family and friends too. My, my family for, um, you know, accepting my hobby and, and then now helping me out with it and and doing whatever they can right my dad uh he helps me out huge in all of this he's probably one of the reasons why the car looks as clean as it does is he likes clean stuff and uh nice. he likes it being presentable out there so yeah shout out to my dad for for keeping my program going as well um and then shout out to all my sponsors shout out to ra motorsports you know just busting out my tires to 11 30 p.m last night so i can do this get the tires on the car dedicate tomorrow just for loading up the trailer and everything i always like to kind of be a step ahead and Excellent. Trying to stress myself too much, um, you know, getting stuff done last minute. It, it plays a bit of a, a mental game on everybody, mental stress. Uh, Trap House Automotive for keeping the fiberglass fresh, the roof fresh, the paint looking wet still. Um, the flake, you know, gleaming the holographic flake. He, he did a killer job on that. He's, he's pretty excited about that holographic flake too, I think. Um, Grim Bros Design for keeping me safe. You know, they, they keep, you know, me and my passengers safe. That was huge for me going through uh, two years without a cage. First year, I'm like, yeah, street car, like it's, it's fine. <laughs> Second year, I'm like, okay, this is getting pretty intense. Like we're going pretty fast, yeah. and I'm up against pro cars that you know have cages. Yeah. And uh, so I always kind of thought about, you know, if I'm if I'm in something happens, you know, my passenger, you know, might feel it more than I will. So I'm definitely stoked to have Grim Bros on board, um, helping with that cage, helping the door bars, everything looking really good. And uh, again, back to trap house, laying down that steel it on the inside. They did an awesome job making that cage look nice and clean. Uh, modified design on the outside. They applied the wrap and the uh, livery. Did a killer job on that. Super stoked on on the blue, all the time they took on it. And, uh, yeah, just good good close friends just helping helping a buddy out, which, you know, I really appreciate. They've, they've been really good to me. Ever since the car's been blue, they've been helping me out. Actually, even back to my old shell, they were helping me out. So, yeah, shout out Modified Design. Panic wire for building the patch harness, helping me with any kind of technical questions I might have about the Link ECU. So they've been really good. Sitting on the dyno 1130 at night, we were able to get a hold of uh, Matt over there, and he, he helped us out with some some tuning Excellent. issues we were having. And uh, RA Motorsports bringing on the Flying Penguin. Um, really stoked to see uh, his pictures out there. Had a few pictures uh, taken by him last season at Grassroots 2, I believe. And, uh, yeah, did a killer job. So I'm, I'm really excited to have him out there at Mission BC and, uh, and at a few other events, hopefully. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I had for shout outs there. So awesome. Hey, well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah we you. really appreciate you coming on and, uh, just chatting about, about the season coming up and Hey, we look forward to seeing you on Friday. Yeah. Thanks guys. Yeah. I look forward to seeing you too. Excellent. I already asked my work, so I should be there at a decent time. We should be awesome. unpacked and yeah, looking forward Beautiful. to it. All right. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you Friday. Okay. Thanks very much, guys. You bet. Bye. Man, it is, uh, it is really cool to see how Rick has gone, like how far he's come. You know, he used to be just a guy hanging out with the Sherwood Park crew, helping out. I remember his uh, first shell, drove for a little bit, got it, um, I think he got it caged and I think he got it like written off as a street car for street wheelers or something like that. Oh, Built okay. another car. I'm going to have a street car. 
two years is all it took. He's a pro car. Uh, to see Rick using words like, you know, program, shouting out as a sponsor, seeing it come together for him, man, I think that's that's going to be really, really exciting. And I think that's, like, one of the storylines that I think I'm personally looking forward to this season coming up. Um, so it's just wild to see it come together for Rick, man. I can't wait to see him on track on Friday. I think it's going to do great. He makes me feel unorganized. He's going to have his trailer yep. loaded tomorrow. I'm leaving my <laughs> my trailer loading till Friday morning before we head out to the track. But <laughs> life of the event organizer is going to be a going to be a fun one. Um, I, how about you? Gotta choose what shirt I'm gonna wear. Like it's it's tough being the announcer, man. Like, is it? <laughs> is it? yeah, I know. We unfortunately we don't have uh, Jeremy from LB DJ out there, but hey, we're still gonna got our speaker, got the microphone out there. We're gonna just uh, do whatever we can to make it happen out there. So we're really looking forward to it. Um, 100% not sure on the judges. I think I'm going to judge along with Chad Sager and uh, Chris Coots. So far, that's the plan to have it. So, hey, you know, you know where to send the bribes if you guys want to do really well in qualifying. Uh, just yep. e-transfer me directly. It all works out well. That's how you get top spot in uh, qualifying. It'd be great. Um, yeah. Didn't say like, you can change the bracket before we show up, right? Like, so from my understanding, you can like prepay. <laughs> No, I already, I already wrote up the bracket, pretty much already done. Because we're not trying to do qualifying for this. It's just really just matching people up together. Um, grassroots is just a fun way to start off the season in competition. Uh, everyone takes it really chill, and uh, it's all about seat time out there. We want people to drive the maximum amount of time that they can, uh, get comfortable with the track, get comfortable with tandem, and then we just have them sort of bracketed out into people that they are similarly uh compared to so that it's not an easy cakewalk all the way to the finals so you're going to be going against somebody in a similar skill set to you in the top 16 and then all the way down looks good we got 20 drivers coming out so i'm gonna have a little four four to start two battles to get it kicked off into the top 16 and ready to go and i think it'll be be a fun night out there um anything you want to add like, talk a little yeah. bit about stratobash i mean tickets are going fast I I have an update on that, actually. Uh, for As per Mr. Electric Geek, he has let me know that 59 cars has registered as of right now. That was at 7.42. So 59 spots already gone, 7.42, 7.50 now. I'm sure we're getting close to that 80. So if it uh, shows you how populous this event is, uh, there it is. I hope, uh, hope you're keeping a spot open for me because you, you, you kidnapped me to do this with you. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. A, it's a really good event. Um, you know, going into our fourth year of it, it's been uh, been a huge success. And I think it's just, um, I look at it just a great way to wrap up our season. It's after all the competitions are done and uh, the community is huge. And uh, it's a great community and a good good time to get everybody together. I, I honestly don't think I have a bad thing to say about any of our past events. People are always kind and generous with their time with their parts with water with everything it's just a it's a great time to get together and sort of just celebrating the sport that we love and you know who cares if Fort Saskatchewan may not like it that much there's only a few neighbors that here right. hate it and the rest of them should right. be gone on a long weekend in September anyway how many more people it makes happy you That's know Maybe, maybe. It, it is. But, uh, it's really good. I mean, summer is short for us up here in Canada, so it's really nice just to have, uh, you know, we pack as much in as we can into the summer, and uh, this is just a great way to do it. Um, 
yeah, it's going to be much of the same, just a little bit more. I like uh, that. Into the the fourth. Yeah, no, I'd like to hype up the uh, fourth day of Strata Bash a little bit more. Uh, it's a pretty fun day, that, that mysterious fourth day. You get to go and uh, <laughs> instruction firsthand and uh, clean some of it up. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. pretty impressive, you know, like for hosting a track hosting 100 and plus drift cars, you'd expect this place to just be demolished. But, uh, you know, like parts are bad, but it's actually not so bad. I don't think I think we were talking about that last season where it's like, you know, there's obviously a spot or two that raise some eyebrows, but for a facility to be able to host a hundred plus drift cars running at full whip for two whole days. Like it takes it really well. So shout out to Stratotech for just being, you know, amazing facility, amazing track to drive on and just, yeah. Like letting us, letting us pull off that craziness. Yeah. I definitely think we do have to do like a survival guide for it and just yeah. get people in the right mindset coming into Strato. Same thing. We always make everybody ditch their trailers. So come as prepared as you can to leave your trailer out in the far field just it really helps everyone pack in we pack them in nice and tight we have to but we yep. need everybody there to uh to make the driving fun i see carlton drifts i mean yeah. carlton i i i we got you set up you finish off your round three with us we'll store your car your trailer everything uh i'll even change the oil in that thing for you and have it ready to go for straddle bash for you so you can make it happen and it's not that far promise you won't regret it it's pretty fun no I mean, but it, it'll be good and uh you know heck i'll even let him drive on the friday night oh look at that look at yeah. that the most I, track time I, ever vip friday night say eh? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're trying to make it so we have the most on track time uh that we possibly can i think it's going to be going to be good oh <laughs> so he's telling me something all right. Look at that. How many are we at now? Oh. Just thought we're getting from the uh, from the producer. Producer. Live boss. 18, 18 spots left. Here we go. So yeah. if you want one, jump in on it, grab them. Uh, uh, so far, there's no pro drivers that have bought it. So a couple. Okay. She changes in the story. Yeah. Producers are hard to get. I'm just getting the information here. Yeah, that was worth it. Okay. Much nice. Like I like um, he's, uh, he's definitely, uh, we're going to miss him on round one, but I mean, he's only missing him for a great reason and expecting his first little baby. So it should be great. I was going to say one of the things, uh, before we sign off, uh, I would like to go back right. to the shadow opener really quick. Uh, yeah. didn't really get a chance to do like a debrief with everybody, but I wanted to, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of report, uh, Lane Weber, my driver of the day. Uh, I thought his, uh, progression from session one all the way through was, uh, Pretty stupendous. Stupendous. That's not a word we use lightly around these parts. So Lane Weber, driver of the day for the um, bash opener, I think, or sorry, the uh, Stratotech opener. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm kind of missing Lane. He's not going to be there uh, on Friday. We're, uh, we're, we're missing, we're going to miss him just, I think his driving has really progressed. And I think somehow he got better over the winter, which is weird. He finished off the season. He was doing really well. You know, he had a few mishaps over the season. He did a lot of work on that car. But, you know, the first practices, he's just been absolutely killing it on his driving. Um, you know, it, my favorite thing is that he's in third gear, 20 feet from the uh, start line. He is just absolutely foot to the floor on that. And 
just holding it, driving a lot at, at big angle and seems to really have some, some kinks worked out maybe in the steering. It takes forever to dial in, you know, a custom setup like that. It's just, everything is all, you know, it's, it's him and his friends that made all the steering angles and stuff like that. So it's, it's, you know, kudos to them that it's working out so well. Uh, you know, I think we need to twist his arm and probably get him into, uh, into the pro comp, make sure that he's, uh, coming out to some of the events. He's a solid driver and puts on a great show anyway. Yeah, definitely think he could do, at the very least, round one, Stratotech. I mean, that's the stopping grounds, man. He can make it happen. Oh, I think so. I saw him there on Saturday. I was watching enough. I think yeah. he's got it. Right. Um, yeah, just a little bit of recap here for the uh, for the Strato Bash. Like, if you having – don't sleep on these last 18 tickets. Make sure you get in there. We've got drivers from all over BC, uh, Saskatchewan. You know, we still need to get Gonzo out coming from Manitoba. Got an open invitation to that boy to come out and drive. And again, all over Alberta. So it's going to be a, a great event again. Yep. Nope. Nope. It's uh, always lining up to be a heater for sure. Uh, is there any plans to release a second batch of tickets? Maybe we should get that rumor mill going early. <sighs> Not sure yet. We put out 80. We have a few reserved. Um, you know, we got to give a little bit of love to guys that are traveling from far away. We got a few people that are looking to come in and uh, borrow some cars. So, you know, we're saving a few spots for those people that we have an invite out to. Um, you know, there's always a chance if there's a few few extra spots kicking around, we will release them. But as of right now, these 80 to 18 tickets left. So you are planning on going. Don't sleep on it. You know, it takes credit card right on the uh, on the site. You don't even have to have cash. Yeah. Just that's right. Just call your to... bank. Call your bank in the next fifteen minutes. Get that limit bumped up a little bit, and uh, hey, come up and enjoy. Well, there you go. Solid financial tip to end off what I think was a bit of pretty successful uh, podcast episode. <laughs> Excellent. All right, Tony. Thank you for coming on, and again, thanks, Rick. Slick Rick Racing. Watch for him on Friday out at Rad Torque. Uh, come out and drive. It's only uh, ten bucks to watch, and uh, come out and watch some great driving out there. No. Uh -huh. We'll see you guys on Friday. All right. Talk to you later. Peace. All right. Okay, how many do we got left out there? What I, what I told you. 18? Yeah. Wow. We have a lot of people from Manitoba.